I got a little bone to pick with the programming department. Would it kill you every once in a while to play a little fog hat? Friday here. We have a little four-day Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, we'll still be with you tomorrow and Friday. We have some great best-of stuff, Nicole, slated for the next couple of days. I'm pretty sure. I'm working on that tonight. <laughs> she always waits until right beforehand. Always leaves me hanging to the last minute. I really? do. Yeah, I try to do it sooner, but we have too much real real show stuff happening that yes, I can't I can't focus on then you know three days from now shows. Well, I think it's safe to say that in the last month we've had uh, some of the greatest shows in oh for sure talk radio history. You really so. screwed me over though with your voice being so messed up. <laughs> oh, that's true. So you don't think you can do a best of segment from? Thursday, Friday, or Monday? Well, we just had some really good stuff, and now I'm like, well, do I use it? Because, because you know, I mean, not to go too behind the scenes here, but we had so much election stuff that's very specific, and I don't really like to recycle oh, that. <laughs> so well, I, then I the last couple wait. weeks is important, but your voice is all messed up the last couple weeks. Well, while we're having our, our family pickleball tournament tomorrow at noon... I'll turn on the radio and I will listen to the fruits of your labor. Don't do that. Enjoy your holiday. <laughs> We're trying to get everybody to listen to us every day. Well, and you're suggesting <laughs> that listening to the show would ruin my holiday. Well, what kind no. of message is that to the listeners? Well, that's because I know you and I know you're a perfectionist like me. I cannot listen if I'm not here in the studio because I'll just pick out things that I wish we would have done differently. Okay, fair point. Good cover. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, but all... when people are traveling to and from their relatives, absolutely listen. Oh, but yeah. if you're enjoying pickleball with a family, just enjoy your pickleball. Yeah, but turn on the radio. Listen, see what, see what Nicole came up with. It'll be fun. <laughs> sure, be just leave it, it running. Just leave it running wherever yeah. it is and then go outside and play. Yeah. <laughs> We're like a faulty toilet. Just leave us running. <laughs> and with all that is mere prelude. Let's get right to The Big Lead. The Big Lead top story. There's an interesting story that has developed in Seattle. Uh, Our friend Jonathan Cho, independent journalist, uh, has been all over the story. But, you know, I've I've talked for a long time that the more our schools are focusing on DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, it seems like the more divisive things are getting, that people are becoming more tribal, people are becoming more separated. Instead of all of us identifying as Americans, there is a conscious effort from the politicians in charge to turn us into warring groups of hyphenated Americans. And there's a, a very interesting incident a few days ago. This is at a gas station up on Capitol Hill. And there's uh, the, the proprietor of this gas station is an older Asian man. And a black woman was there and... Uh, you know, anybody can be a racist. That's what this proves. I don't give a f- You're racist? That's what you said? That's what I said. 
What did you say? It's not against the law, You heard what I said. Go eat your dog with some rice. Go eat your dog with some rice, she says to the young Asian woman who's recording this. She said, go eat your dog with some rice. That's what I said. Go eat your dog with some rice, bitch. That's what I said. It's not against the law. And this woman has what appears to be maybe a 10, 11-year-old boy with her, listening to mom be just horribly racist. The woman who recorded that, she explained why she posted it. She tells him, like, I need $6 on pump one, whatever. And he's, like, in the middle of a transaction, so he can't, like, help her right away. And there's a line, right? So she, I guess, gets frustrated. I don't know. Not even three seconds later, she throws the cash in his face. Yeah, I'm not exaggerating. She throws and like aggressively too over the plastic barrier, hits his face. So at that point, I'm shocked. That's extremely rude. Why would you do that to anyone? You don't throw money in anyone's face, especially when they're working customer service. And she goes, mind your business, da 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 da, um, and walks out. So I pay for what I pay for, and then I walk out. She immediately starts with the racial slurs. In my head, I'm like, oh, okay, you just probably don't like Asian people because what happened in the gas station, and then now you're yelling racial slurs at me. So after all of this, Jonathan Cho, independent journalist, he identified the woman who was shouting the racial slurs. He found her, and he confronted her. Hi, are you LaDonna? Ma'am, I just, uh, have you seen the video of you hurling all those racial slurs? I, I, I'm a journalist. I just wanted to know, get your side of the story. I don't got no side of the story. Why are you on our property? Do you, do you regret using I all those racial slurs? You don't. don't. Would you like to say anything? The police, why are you retarding my car? Would you like to share your side of the story, ma'am? Why are you on my property and why are you recording my car? If you just come down and talk to me, I'll leave. I'm a local journalist to see if you wanted I to share. I don't give a f- who you are. You want to share your side of the story? You heard it, didn't you? I I wanted to just give you an why, opportunity. Why, why are you on my property recording my sh- Well, I'm on a public street, ma'am. Would you like to just share your side of the story? Do you have any regrets hurling all of those racial slurs at that Asian woman? Would you like to just come down and maybe apologize? For what? For all those racial slurs. Uh, and she's making that up because she would have said that in the initial encounter if the young woman had said the N-word to her. But, you know, the point is that we're doing all these things in our schools and in our society that are supposed to be bringing us together. And the more hyphenated we become, the more divisive our society is. And the, if we're spending all this money and taking all this school time for DEI and CRT and things are getting worse, maybe we should revisit these policies that are dividing us as hyphenated Americans, as Teddy Roosevelt so famously said. Nothing will bring about the ruin of America more than the hyphenization of Americans. And it does dispel also that, you know, some people would say, only white people can be racist. No, there are racists of, you know, there are white racists. There are black races, there are brown races, there are Asian races. Uh, But things aren't getting better the more we focus on the 
what divides us instead of what unites us. All right. Up next in the big lead. The big lead. Dory Monson show exclusive. Well, as you know, my wife and I met at the University of Washington 40 years ago. Our two oldest daughters are Huskies and our youngest girl, of course, had to be the rebel. She's the coog in the family. So right after the radio <laughs> show today, I'm going to go out on the porch. I'm going to hang both our Husky and Cougar flags, a house divided, uh, so they'll have them hanging when all of them come over for Thanksgiving tomorrow. But I was looking for some Apple Cup stories. Apple Cups this weekend. It's got some significance for both schools. And my wife saw a story in our UW Alumni Magazine about a couple that also is a house divided, and the husband is Chuck Nordquist. He joins us from Yuma, Arizona. Hello, Chuck. It's good to talk to you this How afternoon. You How you doing, Dory? Doing fantastic. So, uh, as I understand it from this UW alumni, you wrote a letter to the editor. Uh, your wife is a cougar, correct? My wife is a quintessential cougar. Okay. All right. So much so. Tell everybody how your wife decided she wanted to uh, rest in peace eternally. Well, you know, when you get to my age and I'm advanced. uh, (laughs) We all are, Chuck. (laughs) There's only so many T-shirts you can buy. (laughs) Right. So, So, you know, for birthdays and Christmas, I start hitting eBay and looking for weird stuff for cougar stuff, you know, for her. Right. So uh, I happened upon this uh, helmet. I mean, it was a perfect cougar helmet, right. all the livery on it and everything. Uh-huh. It's red with the WSCU, uh, I guess it is now, yeah. and a uh, white, white cage. And it was uh, a burial urn. And I thought, my God, that's, that's really cool. Wait, hold and, on. Time out, Chuck. You bought your wife for a gift? Burial urn? <laughs> what well, kind of no, message think... does that send? <laughs> <laughs> well, she's so much younger than I. I'm not going to see her use it. But I mean, uh, the thing about it is, is that uh, I, I asked her first. I, said, okay. you know, I, come, I was coming across. I came across this really weird thing. You know, I said, "Would you like to spend the rest of your eternal time in a cougar helmet?" <laughs> okay. And uh, I'm not kidding you. This is really, this is where it gets strange. She got really excited and (laughs) indicated that that would be beyond, you know, beyond wow. Really? Wow factor. So I I said, well, okay, well, I'll get you this thing. And, uh, you know, we don't really wrap gifts or anything like that. We, We give each other so much stuff during the year that, it's just, you know, I mean, I just said, well, this is what you're getting, so enjoy it. Anyway, so I thought, man, she gets a cougar helmet. Right. Why can't I get a husky helmet? So I was looking around, no husky helmets. There are no and husky so, helmet burial urns. No, no husky helmet burial urn. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I, you know, not to be deterred, I, I'm a little... Oh, uh, focused. I can get very, very focused. Okay. I called the company and I said, uh, you know, other than righteous indignation about having a cougar one and not a husky one. Yeah. I said, what, 
what's the deal here? And the company's in Kent. And uh, they said, well, uh, Husky uh, rights uh, 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 too expensive. (laughs) So I said, well, I tell you what, can you do a gold helmet with a purple cage? Okay. And they said, yeah, sure. Be a little upcharge for the paint and all that. I said, okay, well, I'll get you the colors. And I pulled out the PMS colors that are on the Husky website and gave them to them. But the finishing touch were helmet stickers. You needed the W. You need a W. You need a black W, do. not, the, not yeah. the weasel or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, because if you're buried forever in just a gold helmet, uh, if, if they don't see the purple cage, that could just well be Notre Dame, for crying out loud. Yeah, you could, I mean, if anybody digs us up and wants to yeah. figure it out. Yes. Anyway, uh, so uh, I worked, uh, I was the film coach for the Huskies uh, for about eight years. And okay. I kind of know a little bit how the system works. I know, Dory, you've been around for a long, long time. Yeah, well, I recognized your name when I heard it, so I was wondering where, where I that was from. I don't know if you remember Chuck Neme or not. but uh, Very well. Yep, he was a great man. Yeah. He, he, he was the sports information director when I was a student there doing uh, the Husky play-by-play on the campus radio station. He was a great man. <laughs> he was. He was a great guy, and... Uh, so I thought, well, I'll just find out who has that job now. And uh, it turned out to be a guy named Jeff Bechtold. Well, of course, I I emailed him and told him the whole story, and I'm sure he was thinking I was nuts. But I said, could you please uh, send me two uh, helmet stickers, Block W helmet stickers? <laughs> you weren't and even said, asking for the helmets. You're just asking for a couple of stickers. Stickers, yeah, yeah, stickers. Come on, okay. kids love stickers. You okay, know? so so to accelerate and, things a little bit here, so uh, did is that what you did? You put their stickers on the the company's painted helmet? Yeah. So I told him. I said, "You want pictures?" I said, so I sent pictures of him uh, to him. He said he'd like that, and uh, yeah, I got uh, stickers that, that that Jeff sent me on a uh, golden purple so, so helmet. So where where are your cougar wife and husky you, where are you? your ashes in these helmets going to permanently reside? Do you have a plot somewhere? Well, I'm from Minnesota. I'm from Minnesota. My wife's folks are from Minnesota. And uh, our family has a burial thingy back there. So okay. actually, the, the, if we do this this way, the two of us can be buried together. Sure. In the family plot, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, are you gonna Are you gonna have the face guards facing each other or turned away from each other? Well, you know, um, we need some specific uh, burial the, you, instructions here, Chuck. You You want some You want some some meaty stuff for uh, cougar husky thing, but I've got to tell you, uh, I'm a strange duck, I suppose. Uh, my wife went to Wazoo. I love her dearly. She's the greatest thing in my life. Right. And uh, I I root for the Cougars, except for one day a year. Sure. And I, I've got to tell you, my wife and I, my wife has her room with her big screen. I have my room with my big screen. <laughs> and uh, we don't see each other much on Apple Cup Day. Oh, man. All right. Yeah. 
Well, that, that's, uh, that's a great story. It's a unique story. I've never heard of anything like this, probably because there is nothing like this. And I was looking for a unique Apple Cup story today, Chuck. <laughs> you, you, you probably stumbled on one just by accident. Yes. You know? Yes, we did. Well, uh, uh, I, I hope I, it's Jory, a long... I do want people to, I do yeah, want people to know that Jeff Beck told was was great about this. Very nice. I, I spoke to Jeff this morning briefly. Well, I, I hope it's a long, long time before you or your wife need those helmets. Well, it looks... Uh, from my size and the size of the helmet, they're going to have to. I don't think I'm going to fit entirely in there, but you know, we'll <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll we'll see. Okay, and if there's a little spillage, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Well, I told my wife. I said any excess I want spread in the uh, garbage cans at Dick's Drive-In because I've had so many. I feel. At least a third of my body is made up of Dick's drive-in, you know. <laughs> Good deal. All right. Well, Chuck, uh, it's nice talking with you. In, uh, and what, what's your prediction for the game this weekend? Well, here's the prediction. Okay. Uh, of course I want the Huskies to win. Uh, but I just don't want to see anybody get hurt oh. or uh, any ill will or bad feelings or anything like that. I just want a good, clean game and, and uh, you know. The best team will, will win, and the best team, of course. Okay, well, of Bro. course. The youngest daughter is not here. Go dogs! Nice talking with you, Chuck. I appreciate it. Okay, you guys take care. All right, thanks. Chuck Nordquist, a Husky, his cougar wife. They will rest in eternity in their respective helmets. All right, that is your big lead this hour. We're going to check the news for you. And then we have lots more to do, including what happened when a mom and a nine-year-old kid got carjacked. They told me the story a couple of hours ago. I'll share those highlights with you next here on the Dory Monson Show. Broadcast week. We'll have some best of stuff for you on uh, Thursday and Friday. But since this is our Friday, Andrew and I decided that a little little 2.30 dead mouse would be appropriate as we all head into this four-day holiday weekend. A couple hours ago, I talked about one of the fastest-growing crimes in our region. Carjackings have absolutely gone through the roof. And the reason is quite simple. 
The Democrats in Olympia passed a law a year and a half ago that says police cannot chase most car thieves. And so the criminals have incentive to steal as many cars as possible. And the criminals are winning around here. That's what's so sad is the criminals are winning. When you hear about you know Tacoma with a record number of murders, record number of shootings in Seattle and King County, a man shot by a car prowler in the South Center parking garage on Friday night. It is so incredibly sad. I talked a couple of hours ago with a mom down in Tacoma, 8.30 on a November morning. She and her nine-year-old son were going out to get in the car. Window shield was frosted over, so she started the car and was scraping it. And that's when this happened. Just walk me through the the actual carjacking itself. Uh, it was Wednesday, November 9th, and we, me and Nicholas were getting ready to leave for the day. It was a very normal morning. My son and I were just getting ready to leave for work and school, and I walked over to my car, and I unlocked it, and I put my bag down, and I put my key in the ignition, and I turned around to help my son, and we were both standing right there at my car and a white Kia Soul came up behind my car and stopped and this guy got out and I remember watching him but it never occurred to me um, just that anything was wrong I thought maybe he lived there he was visiting and I watched him walk up and he opened the car door and got in my car Um, but the car was extremely frosted over quite severely and so he had to roll down the windows and just Totally out of impulse, I grabbed on to the window frame, and he starts backing out, dragging me with him. Uh, and so he dragged me out into the street, and he couldn't see it all, so he backed over a curb, and the right tire, as he did that, hit my right side of my body and um, hit my lower leg and hit my arm. And I distinctly remember looking at him. I was inches from his face. He wasn't wearing a mask or anything, so I could see him clear as day. And there was this second where he paused, and I honestly thought he was going to get out and walk away. He's just backed over a curb. Um, I'm screaming. I'm literally screaming for help and screaming for Nicholas to run away. And I thought he was just going to get out and walk away. And he looks at me, and I look at him, and then he slams on the gas. And it causes me to lurch forward and I hit my head into the windshield and it drags me into the street and I let go because I just wanted to let go. And um, I thought it was over and I'm still screaming and I watched the car drive away. I thought that was the end of it. But instead he circles around and comes at me a second time. And I just remember screaming so much for my son to run away because I was so scared that he was going to run into the street, you know, wants to help his mom and that he would get hit. Or I didn't know where the white key of soul was. I didn't yeah. know if they're going to try and kill me. Or are they going to take my son? What are What's going on? So he comes at me a second time and I just move and um, he runs away. And uh, my nine-year-old son saw the entire event mere feet away from us. Oh, and it was very traumatizing. Yes. Can you imagine what that would be like for a nine-year-old boy? Well, we need imagine no more. I love talking to Nicholas. What was going through your mind? It was very scary for me. I mean, I'm only nine. Nine. Yeah. It's like too young for me. It's like pretty 
it's like pretty young. Young for a nine-year-old kid. Well, and when you're nine years old, life should be a little bit more perfect, and uh, because you got lots of time later in life for these harsh things that we all have to deal with in life. But uh, how scared were you as you were watching these bad guys? I I was really scared. It it was like it was like my whole body was filled with scaredness. I just wanted to help my mom. I was super scared, but I wanted to do everything I could to help my mom stop him. What a sweet kid. And for the mom, man, I, I, I just parent to parent. I can't understand what that would be like. I wasn't able to sleep uh, after we got home from the hospital. I remember distinctly um, sitting up against the door, my front door with a knife in my hand, uh, just tears pouring down my face because any noise I heard, how do I know that the carjacker is not coming back trying to use my house key to get into my home? Clearly, he has no problem with violence. Clearly, he has no problem with children being there. And if he's willing to do it in broad daylight, why wouldn't he be willing to come in in the middle of the night and, you know, see what he can steal from us? Yeah, that would be very frightening. Hey, last word to Nicholas here. Hey, Nicholas, if slim chance... If that bad man, that bad woman, if they're listening to us on the radio right now, what would you like to tell them, Nicholas? I I would say say no matter where you are, no matter no matter what time, we are gonna find you. <laughs> wow, are you gonna be a cop someday, Nicholas? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe be a police officer and go catch catch these bad guys? Maybe. Wow. I hope so. Uh, we need good cops. We need more good cops out there. All right, so that's the story of Emily and Nicholas, and it's a story that's happening to too many families around here. Okay, quick timeout. Then we will count down our favorite audio and my Thanksgiving wish for you. That's coming up next here on the Dory Monson Show. Man, these three-day work weeks, these are sweet. Back in the 60s and 70s, they were predicting that by 2022, we'd all be doing a three-day work week. How sweet would that be? Ah, but this is good. Hope you're, uh, well, I'll talk Thanksgiving in just a couple of minutes. But first, on this abbreviated week, let's count down our favorite sound bites of the week. This is Dory Monson's Awesome Audio Clips of the Week. Uh, Let's start with uh, some philosophy. I think going into this Thanksgiving weekend, uh, some words of wisdom from great thinkers would be an uplifting thing for us to do. And so let's all reflect on what life really is. The way that I think about it is, you know, like relay racing. You know, you race and someone passes the baton and then... Right? So that's what life is. It's basically a relay race. And so the people who are heroes, whichever gender they are, they ran their part of the race and then they passed us a baton. 
And the question is, what will we do with the time we carry the baton? Which means there's no time to get tired. Come on. Right? You're going to pass that baton at some point. But right now you're carrying it. And the question is, what are you doing with it? That sounds... (laughs) Uh, I, I never have smoked weed. But when I was in high school... Every single high school party I went to, there'd always be a girl who was super high, and she would she would have thoughts just like that, and think that she was being super super deep. Oh man, love that woman! You know the other woman I love, K J P, uh, the White House spokesperson. She uh, she's had a really great week. Uh, When she was asked about Hunter Biden's laptop, for example. The way that I think about it is, you know, like relay. No, that's the wrong one. So look, you know, um, there's there's some a little bit of uh, interesting, uh, you know, kind of on brand uh, thinking here because, um, you know, congressional Republicans uh, ran uh, saying that they were going to fight inflation. What she sounds like. When I was in high school, I never smoked weed, but every girl about midnight, never mind. Uh, oh, same person, KJP, uh, when she was asked about the student loans. Oh, that's an important issue. I'd like to hear her thoughts on that. Are you talking about uh, what specifically, just because you said two weeks has passed, but as you know, uh, we, uh, as you know, there, uh, we have, um, uh, it, we have uh, sent this up to the, the highest uh, court of the land, the highest court of our nation, uh, to make sure that uh, we move forward quickly uh, with making sure that the student loan, uh, student loan relief that the president put forward, his plan, uh, gets to the American, American, uh, American people very quickly. You know what she sounds like? When I was in high school, I, nah, never mind. Uh, okay, before we cut out of here for a little four-day weekend, we're going to have best ofs for you uh, tomorrow. Friday, and they're not just best of. This is, and Nicole backed me up on this. This is the creme de la creme of our show from the last uh, several weeks, right? <laughs> from the last several several weeks, yes, for sure. Okay, okay. Of most Do- of, most of which you were gone or sick. <laughs> I was not gone or sick for most. Of the, I was gone for three days last week. I worked sick every day, this Thursday, week, Friday, remember Monday. Remember, you were sick also before you left on your vacation. But I, I didn't miss any days. I know, but you were. I, I didn't say you did. I said you were gone or sick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. What are you doing tomorrow? You get going on. Uh, going to my mom's, my mom and dad's, mm. hanging with the fam. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Making sweet potatoes. That's my job. Yams? Sweet potatoes. I don't don't cotton to no yams. I like sweet potatoes better than yams. Aren't they the same thing? No. Nope. What? Yam? Nope. Nope. Look it up. I I know. Nope. I don't have that kind of time. (laughs) All right. Well, have a a great blessed day. And and I, among my many blessings in life that I'm thankful for, you and Andrew, thank you for, for everything you do. Take, not just on the show, but off the air, too. Appreciate you very much. All right. Back and, and for you listening, you know, we, we, we joke about this all the time, mainly because it so annoys our haters, <laughs> which is why 
I'm constantly saying that we are the highest rated local talk show in the United States of America. I don't say it for any reason other than to annoy the haters. But, but and also it's true. And it's mind-blowing to me that uh, after 27 and a half years, that we're, we're having unprecedented success, unprecedented listenership. I've never had more fun doing the show. Like I said, working with Nicole and Andrew, it's just a, a, unbelievable. And it's all because of you who listens. And I, and I really, really mean that. And I hope that uh, whatever you're doing tomorrow, I hope you are surrounded by people you love. I hope that you're doing stuff that uh, just makes you laugh and appreciate this brief flicker of time that we have uh, on, in this life. And it, it whew, believe me, it is a brief flicker of time. 50 years ago, I thought it was going to be an eternity, but no, it's a boom, it's gone. So uh, thank you for for being here so much for us, for making this so cool, and for all your tips that make uh, give us so many exclusive topics as well. So when I'm counting my blessings at the uh, Thanksgiving table, you are going to be very high on that list. So thank you. God bless you. Happy Thanksgiving. And uh, we'll, we'll have best ofs tomorrow, Friday, and then back live on Monday. All right. I got to get out of here. I think my voice will be 100% by Monday. Thanks for putting up with that, too. Okay, the John Carly and Sherry Elliker Show is coming up next. God bless you. Happy Thanksgiving. Best ofs tomorrow, Friday. See you back here Monday, high noon. I'm done. I'm not going. I'm not getting into a back and forth with you. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. You're really a fantastic audience.